Your Newcastle. My name's Carol Duncan, Newcastle City Councillor, and on the Your Newcastle podcast, I'm joined by a couple of very special guests to talk about our incredible Newcastle Art Gallery collection. Lisa Kirkpatrick, who is the Art Gallery curator. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for coming in. And the president of the Newcastle Art Gallery Society, Prue Vigas. Prue, thank you so much for joining us as well. A pleasure. How exciting it was to see the recent news about the revaluation of the collection. Certainly was. It was pretty extraordinary, I guess. The reason we had it revalued was in anticipation of our collection being packed up, moved off site. Yeah. So it's important to have things properly insured if they're moving anywhere. But particularly during lockdown, I suppose, during the COVID border closures, art prices started to really go up, prices at auction. Why was that? I suppose people you know, couldn't travel, so they were investing in art instead of investing in holidays, uh, overseas trips, yeah. and just generally as well. A lot of commercial galleries, a lot of contemporary art. Yeah, high, high sales all around. So. Isn't that an interesting side effect of the pandemic, that it's made our artworks more valuable? That's right. Yeah, and it's something we can appreciate, I suppose, right here. So Yeah. yeah. I often bang on about the, the, the value of the city's collection because it's owned by the people of the city of Newcastle and often quote the number because it, it's been an important part of the story of heading it, getting us towards the revitalisation and expansion of the gallery. So now I'm going to have to get used to saying not $115 million, but $126 million. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Which particular items in the collection have seen what you might consider exceptional growth? Surprisingly, there were two works that more than doubled in value. Those were a work by Joseph Lysett called Interview of Newcastle and another by Russell Drysdale called The Crow Trap. They were the the biggest increases and a number of other you know really significant artists that you'd all be familiar with William Dobell a number of female artists as well really increased in value yeah yeah tell us a little bit about those two works that you've mentioned in particular I think most people a lot of people would certainly be familiar with our Joseph Lysett works. Mm. Joseph Lysett, he was actually a convict, a British prisoner. He was convicted of forgery, sent to Sydney for punishment. He was again convicted of forgery, then sent to Newcastle for even harsher punishment. But his training as an artist, and particularly a miniaturist, allowed him to travel through Australia with Governor Macquarie, painting and etching scenes of Australia. But while he was in Newcastle, he painted three scenes of Newcastle. This one in particular is taken... He's standing roughly up where the obelisk is on the top of Wolf Street, looking down towards Nobby's. And you can see Nobby's out in the water. The break wall hasn't been built yet, so it's not yet connected to the mainland. Yeah. You can also see the original Christchurch Cathedral on the far left. You can also see the prison right down, I suppose it's Newcastle East, or maybe close to where Fort Scratchley is. Yeah. Um, you can also see govern- the Governor House and the gardens. Maybe that's around Shortland Esplanade at the moment. Anyway, it's quite an interesting view of what Newcastle looked like at the Prue's time. Prue's nodding furiously. <laughs> I can, I see, the, I that I can right. see the image. <laughs> yeah. And the cathedral up on the hill that's too, right. which burnt down later on. But yeah. 1818, and it's a wonderful record of the early it's settlement. It's quite remarkable, yes. isn't it? I guess it would have been done to show people in England how well and ordered the new settlement was. So, but you don't hear the clanging of chains or the lashing of whips. It's a fairly sanitised view of oh, what this town but it's was orderly. like. It's very orderly painting. Yeah, but but it is beautiful. Is, mm. now, is that the one with the, uh, the the hunting party? Yes, right in the foreground. Right, with the mm. dogs. Mm. Right, okay. And the beautiful cloud. 
Yeah. It's out, uh, in, in the background. Yeah. And you can even be standing on the uh, obelisk hill today and think, oh, it's a lyset day today. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, indeed, a lyset yeah. sky. Prue, your face lights up just talking about that artwork mm. obviously mm. this is and and being involved in the city's collection is something that you're very passionate about well the gallery society started in 1969 and since that time there has been a significant number of works donated to the gallery from the gallery society so the gallery society have helped build the collection um and we're really proud of that dr roland pope yes was at the heart of all this <laughs> Way back when, mm. 1945, I think that initial bequest saw the start of the collection. One of the things that I love about Newcastle being, you know, the second city in the state, bit of an underdog, second oldest city in the country, is that a lot of our public collecting started through philanthropy. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Roland Pope's donation was really significant in creation of Newcastle Art Gallery. He wanted to offer his, his collection was 123 works at the time, but it was gifted on the condition that we build a purpose-built gallery to house them. So this was in 1945. We originally opened in the War Memorial Cultural Centre, now the Newcastle Libraries. Then it was later in 1977 that the gallery as it now stands was actually built. But at the time, it was also the first purpose-built regional art gallery in Australia. And it's Is pretty that much... right? That's mm. right. Thanks to, yeah, this incredible collection. It's also so significant that we got that like large number of really important Australian artists works at the time mm. for a regional gallery especially you know the state and national galleries had been building their collections since the 1800s but when we opened you know we opened with this, this um yeah huge number of works to uh, you know from the get-go and it's just increased since then and one of the works Lisa mentioned earlier the crow trap by Russell Drysdale yeah. was in that original oh, goodness 1945 me. offer. Yeah, the, the I'd city. imagine that there has probably been a retrospective exhibition of that first donation That's done right. at, at some there point, is. but yeah. mm, gosh. Your Newcastle, your podcast. Got feedback or suggestions for us? Connect via the podcast link at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. The importance of female artists in our collection, its it's been a criticism of every area of, of literature, art, you name it, over a long time. But we do seem to have been doing a good job of increasing the representation of, of women artists in our collection. Yeah, absolutely. I was curious about how like, what our history was like in terms of collecting women artists. Yeah. And I was surprised to look back and see, obviously, what Roland Pope's donation, that included a number of important Australian women artists. They included Jean Billette, Elaine Haxton, Thea Proctor, many others. I can't. Smith. That's right. Grace That's right. Yeah. But also after that initial donation, when we started purchasing works of art, many female artists were some of the first to be purchased, such as our Kathleen Schillam sculptures, which used to take place in our sculpture garden. And one of the first paintings we ever purchased was by a female artist named uh, Sheila McDonald. So, you know, it's been ups and downs, like, and like the art world in general, it's been, you know, favoured male painters, particularly, I suppose, but mm. it's, it's something really interesting to look back on and something we're always looking forward to increasing that representation. But the gallery has a Lindy Lee beautiful light installation, isn't it? And there's one outside the Museum of Kent. Contemporary art in Sydney. Yeah. Well, we have one in our collection too, Lindy Lee. That's right. Yeah. And local female artists. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Leslie Tilly. Yeah. Uh, 
There are so many. <laughs> I should have had the whole thing here, but anyway. Your Newcastle is changing daily, and we care about you. Have your say at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. Joining me on the Your Newcastle podcast, President of the Newcastle Art Gallery Society, Prue Vickers, and Lisa Kirkpatrick, who's the Art Gallery curator. I would imagine, and this is perhaps a naive, silly question, but then I think it's also a vaguely good one. I would imagine that different galleries specialise in an, an artist or an art form. What would you say is Newcastle's, if you were to see something come up on, on the market that you would think, ah, this is right for our collection? Well, we do have a collection remit to collect local artists and works pertaining to the Hunter region. But in particular, I suppose William Dobell, John Olson and Margaret Ollie would be our top three. The first two were grew up, were born right around the corner from the gallery, yeah. uh, really well known in the city, but as, as, uh, in, as well as that nationally, internationally as well. Yeah. Prue? We also well, have an extraordinary collection of Japanese ceramics, Exactly, don't we? yes. They, were, they came in during the 1970s mm-hmm. when through shipping contacts in the city and beautiful. And when we have an expanded gallery, <laughs> we'll have a designated space, I should imagine, for, for that display of that beautiful work. Mm. Yeah. How important do you think that, that work is? It's, it's, it's not... quite significant, Lisa, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, really significant collection of Japanese ceramics, our sedacious ceramics, which were post-war avant-garde ceramics. That's the most uh, significant collection outside of Japan, even. But in addition to that, we've got, mm. yeah, um, a right, wide range of Japanese yeah. ceramics. And I recall we had an exhibition, the Sedacious exhibition yep. a few years ago that the Japanese ambassador came up to mm. attend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we managed to get one of the original artists, Satoru Hoshino, out to create an installation. And it was just fantastic having that artist back in the city. Yeah. Prue, mm. you touched on the story that has been a work in project for a very long time. It's been a labour of love to get to the point where we can have this expansion of the art gallery done. Mm. And you mentioned, you know, we will soon have the room to display more of our wonderful collection because only 1% was ever on display at any one time. That's right. And it was quite frustrating. It's been an ongoing story. It's been a saga, actually. And I'm just thrilled that the the fences are up. (laughs) The drilling's underway to to grout underneath the expanded area. So if people are coming into the city now down Derby Street or through Lehman Street, they will see that the mine grouting is going on underneath. Mm. But it's very exciting and it will be a larger um, gallery, a larger space, and with all of those works of art to be displayed and... um, the Dobells will be out, and that's right. The local people will relate to that. Um, but we have visitors who come in and say, "Oh, where are the Dobells?" Well, they're not out all the time, so you know, yeah. yeah. And the Olsen ceiling, which um, was donated by a, a Sydney philanthropist, two thousand and twelve, thirteen. That ceiling is going back up, uh, and and John Olson was thrilled when he came for his ninetieth birthday celebration to the gallery, and he he saw it up on the ceiling, and he said, "That's where my work should be." And, yeah. Uh, so all of these lovely little stories I, attached. I, I may have been known up. to actually lie on the floor yeah, underneath right. it with the gallery <laughs> director Loretta Morton to admire it once it was installed. What are the stories that you think we as a community can learn from our collection of art? Because they are local, but they're also international, talking about the Japanese ceramics. And I was 
remember having a conversation with Newcastle Museum about how important it is for us to not just see amazing, wondrous objects, whether they're objects in the museum or the art gallery, but also in some ways an environment that we can see ourselves in. Well, as you say, the works of art tell stories and it, we each get something different from a work of art. And if we go back to the Lycett, that's an historical record, the three paintings. We look at the work of Grace Cossington Smith, the use of colour and texture, and, and then you'd be looking at painterly qualities of the works as well. But I, I imagine everyone gets something different um, from a visit to the art gallery. Preschool children, yeah. they love the John Olsons, uh, all those squiggly lines and uh, little handprints on the paintings. And, yeah. Yeah, so, and then you get special needs people who also are given tours of the gallery hmm. and of collections or exhibitions and, and they get something different. They're the, stimulated as well by absolutely. what they're seeing. And the yeah. public programs that the gallery has done over the last decade or so have, have really increased, haven't they? Yeah, there's really been a big push to bring a wider audience into the gallery. Mm. We have all the resources here, this fantastic collection. It's just getting the word out, getting people in to interact with it, respond to it. There's a lot of stories of artists, like emerging artists and contemporary artists who have come to the gallery as young people, seen a work on display and been so uh, inspired by it that it's kind of, you know, had a real effect on their careers. And we yeah. want that to continue. We want that to be available to yeah as many people as possible. I learned a new word a couple of years ago and that word was decant. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I had heard of the word, but not in the context of the art gallery collection. And when, when it was finally announced that the funding was going to be in place and we're ready to go because we had a false start a few mm, years ago, that's right. but we're ready to go. And all of a sudden, it's the logistics of having to shut it down, pack everything. And this, I guess, comes back to where we started talking about uh, the valuations of everything, isn't mm -hmm. it, Lisa? That everything, it gives you that opportunity to re-photograph, document everything before you move it. That's right. It's been a really amazing project to be able to work on just for the fact you've been able to get everything out, see everything. Our storage was quite full, like it was quite hard to get in and actually view things when you wanted to. Were you like, oh my God, oh my God, oh, look, oh my God, <laughs> That's oh it. look. For so many of us, it's like this is the first time I've actually seen this one in person and everyone's got so many ideas for exhibitions uh, oh. going forward. And of course, as you said, we've been able to photograph everything. So now we'll be able to make this resource available online going forward. Yeah, it's it's given us more access to the collection, which we've badly needed. And then just can't wait to see what, what we can Anyone do. Anyone can access the collection online. Elisa's done a wonderful job with that. You just click in on the gallery's website and yeah. and and select an artist and you can look at the works that are in the collection. Fantastic. There. And that's always... A great source yeah. of information there. Yeah. yeah um, but there are also wonderful activities for, for children when they had the art cart. Yes. Uh, which was a free service. Yeah, but uh, there's still outreach, isn't there, from the gallery into schools at the moment. Yes, so while yes. the gallery is closed, you're actually still out there mm. uh, with those sorts of activities. But we also have some of our collection out mm. on the road. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's an exhibition opening at the NGA, the National Gallery of Australia, actually, of Cressida Campbell's works. She was one of the artists uh, recently values soaring at auction. We have three works on loan to that exhibition. It's on from September this year until January, I believe. 
We also have our Sedacia collection that we just mentioned down at um, the Art Gallery of South Australia in an exhibition called Pure Form about Japanese ceramics. And there'll be an exhibition later this year at Maitland Regional Art Gallery of Valerie Strong's work. Uh, Valerie Marshall Strong was a former partner of John Olson. So, yeah, a really beautiful connection to John's paintings, which you've seen and loved. And Valerie's work is so beautiful. She died quite young and, you know, stopped painting to raise a family, I suppose. But the works that are in this show are, yeah, incredible, really worth visiting. Yeah, I've got a handy list. We've currently (laughs) got works touring uh, Wollongong Art Gallery, Grafton Regional Gallery, the National Gallery, as you mentioned, the National Art School, Geelong Gallery, Cairns Art Gallery, Campbelltown Art Centre, the list goes on. That's right. That has to be one of the particularly joyous things about having wonderful things in your collection is that you can, on occasion, share them with the rest of the country and the world. It's exciting (laughs) when you visit a gallery. I recently visited the National Gallery and saw the Geoffrey Smart exhibition and you just turn the corner and there on the wall is one of ours from ours. So you make a bit of a to-do. Oh, this is from Newcastle. (laughs) So with the reopening, obviously the work is only just starting now. That'll Mm. probably be a couple of years of work and then we'll be back in. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, a couple of short years to get everything ready, everything built. But yeah, in in the meantime, as you said, lots of outreach. We'll, We'll still be here, still connecting with audiences. Really looking forward to welcoming everybody back in uh, the new space. And it's the Gallery Society is continuing all their events. We're in the City Hall in, yep. in the Hunter Room and we have regular coffee mornings and a speaker and we've had an art speak. We had a lecture about the Dobell paintings in the collection from I don't know, someone who knew a lot about Dobell. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. So that, that's continuing over the next few years. Yeah, mm. and it's great that that sort of activity continues because mm. it means that it keeps us as community involved and gets us more excited well, for when you reopen. Well, it's a great partnership really with the City Council for mm. the Gallery Society. Um, yeah. really uh, appreciate that uh, access to have the room and the space to do all, all of that. Mm. Yeah, all right. Looking forward to it reopening and looking forward to seeing more stories, as you said, online and out and about over the next couple of years while that build is underway. Thank you so much for coming in and having a chat about the art gallery. That revaluation is, is just $126 million. Mm. How does how does that sit nationally? How, how do you consider our collection compared to... Nationally, we don't uh, want to boast. No, 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 no. We do want to boast. <laughs> no, Lisa would know more about that. <laughs> I, I believe it's either the most or one of the most valuable collections outside of a capital city. Yes. Take um, that, Geelong. So <laughs> fairly significant, <laughs> yes. But oh. it is for the whole region, isn't it? The Hunter region. Really. It is. The, the the works of art of local artists represent the Hunter region. Mm. It's not yep. just. The city of Newcastle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And we are so lucky to have it. Thank you so much for joining me to have a chat about uh, the gallery collection and also the work that's underway. Lisa Kirkpatrick, Art Gallery Curator, and Prue Vigors, who's the president of the Newcastle Art Gallery Society. And, of course, you can keep an eye on the website to stay up to date with what's happening and also to have a look at our beautiful collection. Thank you for joining me. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen. 